G'day, welcome back to another episode of This Podcast Isn't Working. I'm your host Heidi Wright and it's winter here in Australia which means everybody is getting cold and I am one of them so please excuse my sniffly sounding nose but I thought I'd still get on here and record an episode for you and today I wanted to talk about plants and this came from thinking about you know what do I know a lot about. What I wanted to talk about today was the things I've learned as a beginner with plants that are living in pots specifically. Now we have plants in pots, we've got plants in a little raised garden bed in the backyard, we've got plants in actual garden beds but today I just want to talk about pots because to be honest it's probably the place that I've spent the most time and energy on and it's the thing that is easily accessible to me. Mum life means you know, limitations on what I can do. So pots are in my house mostly, and that makes them easier to take care of. So these are some of the things that I've learned along the way as quite, I would say, a passionate potted plant, uh, plant mum. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wrote a list and I'm just going to go through it. So first of all, something that I learned the hard way was Pay attention to how big your plants are going to grow. So when you buy a new plant, don't just think about, oh, it looks so cute or it's the right size right now for this spot or this pot. Have a look. Uh, often on the label, it'll tell you not just how far apart to plant said plant or seed or whatever, but look at how tall it grows, how wide it might grow, just to give yourself an idea. You know, am I looking at, is this a tree? Is it a bush? Because sadly, plants in nature are very often not small. So the fact that we put plants in pots, it can limit their growth, definitely. Like, for example, my fiddle leaf fig, if I planted it out in our yard, it would become a tree. And I don't want that to happen, so I keep it in a pot and that restricts the growth. But my fiddle leaf fig being a tree is now nearly touching the ceiling of our house. So that that was an important thing to know when I started. So how big will they be? Also in that sense, how will they grow? Are they going to be very tall and narrow or are they going to be short and bushy? Will it be a trailing plant where you need to give it space to kind of run wild? You know, is it a plant like, for example, I recently got a plant, uh, a monstera plant and thought that one of the roots had come loose from the pot and kept trying to put it in and then realized with a bit of research they actually grow what you call aerial roots which grow into the air like all which way is kind of like an orchid and that's perfectly fine so now it has a I'm, I'm okay with that so yes pay attention to how the plants will grow and how big the next thing I wrote down was find out the facts about that plant kind of its stats you know and especially I've found helpful find out where it grows naturally even if you can just find out that one fact that will help you determine lots of other things so for example something like lavender grows naturally uh, in very poor soil so soil that water passes through very easily very like good drainage I suppose and also kind of low quality in the sense that we think so not dense rich nutrient heavy soil more like sandy kind of soil and if you see if you've ever seen 
pictures or footage of a lavender farm, they're actually grown in mounds, which means that each plant is at the top of a little bump of dirt so that at the top it has the best chance to really be kind of out, have its little roots and its feet and everything up high so they don't get kind of bogged down, you know, in the, the I guess, that dense, more wet sort of spots under the earth. So look up the plant that you've bought, find out what it's called, you know, Google it and find out where it's from. And that will help you determine things like where it naturally grows. Does it like humidity? So if a plant really likes humidity, it might like being in your bathroom uh, or it might like to be misted. Does it like rocky soil? Does it love shade? You know, maybe it wants to be next to another plant, kind of back a bit further from the, the window or something like that. Does it like to be near other plants? There are a lot of plants that like to be like to have friends. And I think generally what I've found is plants like to exist with each other. They do seem to do better when they're together. Um, so that's something to think about. And that um, can often come into play with food type plants. I do have a few edible plants in pots. One of them is a blueberry, which is not doing so well now in the winter, not being watered very often. But I definitely have heard that blueberry bushes like to be at least in pairs or threes or fours if you can so that's something to think about and another thing I've learned is I remember when I first bought plants when I was much younger I thought I did know I did know they need to be fertilized I think and this is an area that I still need to learn a lot about but I remember um, being introduced to a seaweed solution and thinking that that was fertilizer but I have since learned it is not so seaweed solution, it helps your plant to absorb fertilizer and nutrients from what I've been told, but it is not a fertilizer itself. So that's something to take into consideration. And also that fertilizer is really beneficial to most plants. And fertilizer, depending on the kind that you use for the different plants, uh, it does have to be done regularly. So if you have the type of fertilizer that is slow releasing, you do need to however long it might say on the package, put it in again, add some soil, water it in uh, just to give the plant another boost. And there's certain times of the year where that's the right time to do it and other times when it's not. So just check what it says on the fertilizer itself. It'll often explain. Another thing you may not realize is especially plants that are growing indoors, plants get dusty. Now, this is something that I noticed on my fig because the leaves are just so big and beautiful and glossy. And at some point I looked over and thought, that looks quite dull and realized, yeah, they're covered in dust. And that's actually something that is a big part of maintenance when it comes to indoor plants. So pay attention to your plants and don't be afraid to get, I mean, I personally use a bit of paper towel and a water spray bottle. And I just take the time to wet the paper towel and gently dust all the leaves from the top all the way down. I like to use a wet towel. You could probably just dust them dry. I find the wet gives them a little bit more moisture, which my indoor plants always need. If you think about it like this, I definitely think they must breathe quite a bit through their leaves. So if they're covered in dust, you can imagine that they're probably not very happy. So dust your plants. The next point I have here is some plants do like to be misted, especially plants that are from tropical places, especially in the wild where you have things like rainforests or forests. There are different layers height-wise in the forest or rainforest. So you kind of have plants that love the canopy, so they're kind of sun-loving and they're usually quite tall. 
and have the big broad leaves for that. And then you kind of go down from there to the plants that grow right along the ground, which are very often the ferns that have this much smaller leaves, many more of them. And they do love humidity. They love to be cozied up underneath the canopy right at the very bottom. Obviously, no plant really other than water plants like to be completely wet, but some of them do like to be quite misted, I would say. So some plants do like misting, but something that I didn't realize was that there are plant varieties where they don't like to be wet at all on the leaves or stem. And typically I've found that they tend to be the plants that are, they're prone to rot and um, I would say things like mold kind of things. So they're often their stems are quite fragile, almost like they would crunch if you were to pinch them. I don't know how to describe it, quite hollow feeling. Uh, but they tend to get, uh, if they get wet, they can get sick very easily and kind of become spongy and bend or break down. So they often like to just be watered at the base. And the few plants that I know of, I mean, you need to do your research yourself, but the few plants that I know of are um, usually in the arrowhead type family. So I, I have an arrowhead plant myself that has the kind of zebra marking on the leaf. Uh, and it, it really does not like to be wet above the ground. So there you go. The next thing I've written down is if it says a plant is shade tolerant, that does not mean it wants to be in the dark and it doesn't mean that it doesn't want any light. In fact, I would say most plants, no matter really what they are, really do want lots of light. And I think that's something I'm learning more and more over time, uh, owning plants that are indoors, is that most plants want light. It's more about what kind of light that they want. So there's direct light, which is essentially the sun just beaming down on said plant. And that tends to be, you know, you can get that near a window or maybe a skylight in your house, something like that, where that direct sun comes straight in and hits the plant uh, right through to plants that like indirect light. So they might like to be on the other side of the room from the window uh, and things like that, sort of where there's plenty of light, but it's that gentle kind of wash of light. It's not the sun's rays coming in. So essentially shade tolerant does not mean no light. Very, very important. Another thing is repotting. Now this is something I don't have a lot of experience with, but I do know about is many plants do need to be repotted. Uh, I mentioned my fiddle leaf fig before that it will never leave the pot it's in because I do not want it to grow any bigger, but I will have to obviously deal with any health issues that come with that. I'm not sure how that will kind of go, but many other plants do like to be repotted. So this would definitely apply if you bought a seedling or something quite small that was still to grow into itself, I suppose. Um, and you might have it in quite a small pot or you might have grown maybe a, an offshoot of another plant, um, something like that, where it's small, it's going to grow into itself. So Repotting is really important to find out more about if you're going to do it. Uh, there's lots of reasons to repot, but essentially the main one I've come across is if a plant becomes too big for the pot and becomes maybe root bound or essentially, and, and root bound is not just about the roots not having any space, but they don't have anything to eat. Essentially, you can pull a, a big, big plant out of a small pot and there's really not any potting mix left between all the roots. You can kind of see it if you pull it out. They are plants that want to be 
moved on and they do call it potting on um, and potting on is interesting because uh, they say to only put it in a pot that's slightly bigger than the one it's just been in so essentially taking it one size up not two or three sizes up um, plants like to kind of still be snug but yeah a bit more room is helpful and also plants when you repot them apparently um, and I haven't had any trouble with this uh, so far um, but yeah apparently they're quite they're, they're quite hardy really and can take quite a bit of you know you getting your fingers in it untangling the roots and getting all the old potting mix out and things like that they don't really mind too much um, obviously as long as you do it as quickly as possible put them in their nice new environment and pay close attention to how they're going I don't know unless a plant is very very young I don't think they can get too much shock uh, as long as you take the time to of course look into it before you do it yeah, they can put up with quite a bit. You would be surprised. I've just got three points left. The next point is I have been told before, and I think I've found it to be fairly true. Plants like a maximum ratio of one part pot to two parts plant. So size wise, if you're thinking about how big the pot should be for the plant, it should look like the whole thing together is one part pot, two parts plant, and then you're pretty happy then. If the plant is getting much bigger than that, you might want to look into potting on. So that was interesting to find out. Also, it's probably a no-brainer, but don't be afraid to trim dead leaves and growth. Uh, it could actually save a plant. So an example of this was, I love ferns. I really should just give up on ferns but oh I love them so much they're just so there is something so romantic about them whether it's the tie to very old Victorian glass houses or I don't know just the look of them and I mean they're so dainty and they're just beautiful so I love a good fern but I haven't been able to keep too many alive and the one that I have had the most success with is the button fern uh, but I would say that both my button fern plants have gone through quite a bit of trauma in their little lives. And what I tend to find is, you know, if I've left them a little long between waterings and they're looking sad, you know, they've killed off quite a bit of their leaves because they're quite distressed. Uh, if I just cut all of that, that dead growth back and pay close attention to the plant, give it what it needs, it can really rebirth. Um, plants are amazing like that. They're, I guess plants are just geared to be alive. They're not really trying to die. As much as you might feel like a black thumb or whatever they say, like a, a brown thumb instead of a green thumb. Yeah, even though it might feel like your plants are against you and trying to like, you know, tap out on you, they're really not. They're like little fighters, a lot of them. So yeah, if something looks sad and you're worried about it, it looks like it's dead, maybe cut it back, keep keep tending to it keep um caring for it look up what it needs you know google that particular plant and give it a bit of your attention you might find that it comes back to life and you have a second go so that's what i would say and lastly but not least which i think is the main thing that i've learned from having potted plants is Typically, whether they're outdoors, indoors, whatever, if you have a plant that lives in a pot or a vessel of some description, it will need more water than a plant that is planted in the ground. 
It's just a fact. And depending on the material of the vessel that the plant is in, that can also bear weight. So for example, a lot of people have strong feelings about only ever potting in terracotta because it breathes. Um, so it allows oxygen to come into the soil and it also allows water to be evaporated quite easily. So you don't get that kind of build up in the bottom of a pot where it's quite compacted and wet. By the same token, if you're using terracotta, you might be needing to water more often, especially if that plant is outdoors where there's a lot of natural uh, ventilation, or not ventilation, but if you know all of that water is escaping from the soil quite easily and evaporating, or if you're using heaters inside and things like that. But yes, water potted plants more than what you think they need. Just pay attention, I guess, to how that goes down. Uh, obviously with potted plants, when I start a new pot and prepare it, I always use materials that help break up the soil. So I will most often have rocks at the very bottom of my pot. I always have drainage. I get very nervous with pots that don't have holes in the bottom of some type um, because I can't really monitor whether or not that plant is drowning. <laughs> um, but yeah, put something rough like rocks and then possibly grit, something gritty. Um, you can buy things like gravel and uh, there's other things like perlite is one example of um, quite a light substance that helps uh, like aerate the soil and, and break it up so that it doesn't compact or be too water heavy like or water holding. Um, so something like that will help to have the water moving because you certainly don't want any stagnant water inside the pot. But uh, with all those things in place where you've got good drainage, hopefully for most plants, they want good drainage. Um, when that's all in place, you then have to be careful about watering. And essentially, yeah, I, I think broadly water more than you think you might need. And know that if you are buying a plant and putting it in a pot, it will need you to look after it. It's a bit different to putting a plant in the ground where there are other things that happen naturally for that plant if it's outdoors. It's going to be rained on. It's going to be able to access water sources or nutrient sources under the earth, um, depending on where it is. Uh, so it's kind of got more of a chance, I suppose, to do life on its own independently. But yes, a plant in a pot will be your baby for its lifetime. And you are committing to a lifetime, well, a plant's lifetime of care. So as much as potted plants are really fun, and especially at the moment, they're very, very popular, um, very Instagrammable, I think they are a responsibility of sorts. And like I say to a lot of my friends and family, if you want to know how I'm going, just have a look at my plants. They'll tell you how I'm going, <laughs> whether I'm finding things a bit tough right now or whether, uh, you know, I'm on the sunnier side of life right now because I'll either look very, very sad like they did after my first baby was born. They were quite neglected uh, or, you know, they're brimming with health and um, yeah, I'm on a bit of a, you know, winning streak with them. But if you are considering having potted plants or going kind of more hardcore with it, I would absolutely say go for it because the fact that you're thinking about it means that maybe there's part of you that would be really interested 
in all these sorts of things that plants can bring to your life. Plants are awesome. I have really enjoyed owning them and I hope that you might go out after you hear this and either do something a little bit extra for your plants, give them a little bit of pampering or maybe go and buy yourself a plant and uh, take my advice on board before you kind of start that journey and see if that helps you at all. If you're a serial plant killer, maybe this is your, you know, your moment to leave the past behind and embrace the new you, the green thumb you, and just go out and enjoy the good green life, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed my learnings from a beginner in the potted plant world. Um, have a really good week and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Ooh. That was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, <laughs> like that. <laughs>